Welcome back to the Mail Right Show, ladies and gentlemen. I have now twice looked at uh, John with an Akata, and I don't think he's getting it. Today's episode number is 420, 420. For those of you who indulge, happy 420. All right. Uh, anyway, so John and I are going to talk about, we're going to finish off a subject that we started talking about last week, which is uh, effectively uh, best YouTube real estate lead generation strategies for 2024. And this one, this one should actually, this show should actually be, be called um, how you can optimize your existing real estate lead generation efforts using YouTube for 2024, because we're going to go deep today. We're going to give you a lot of tips and tricks. John was kind enough to compile the list and I have a lot to say on it. So, but before we go, before we do anything, for those of you who don't know him, my young man, my, my companion, that is, uh, that is uh, the, the partner in the show, which he was gracious enough to add me to because uh, it was his show. And then, you know, the founder of WP Tonic, which he's got on our little show. Today. Oh, God, I got the wrong, I got the he, wrong thing. He missed it. Um, this sounds that. <laughs> um, we yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to uh, really um, enjoy this time together. But before we do, John, why don't you go ahead and give? And and I would love it if you just maybe spend an extra second talking about your uh, um, maybe maybe two minutes about why there is a mail right and a WP tonic simultaneously. Because you've got two, you've got two companies, and we constantly mention it. And if anybody checks you out on WP Tonic, they're going to discover that that is a much bigger show with a much bigger audience. And they might wonder, like, why, why did you branch off? So without any further ado, Jonathan Denwood, go ahead and introduce yourself with a little, a little background. Yeah, sure. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Rob. Um, basically, I'm the joint founder of mail-right.com. We're a WordPress-based platform, a CRM Marketing automation, email, text. We provide landing pages, social media, calendar, and outreach so you get more reviews, all bundled in one easy-to-use platform. We specialize in giving the power to people so they can run their own Facebook campaigns. Or if you haven't got the time, um, we can run the campaigns for you. Uh, our CRM, our platform is focused on Facebook, which is getting fantastic results. And about WP Tonic, well, that's my other company where we specialize. It's a hosting, specializing in, it's a hosting company. And also we help people build WordPress websites, but it's in the membership learning management community area of websites, um, specializing in Lifter LMS, Learn Dash, and Buddy Boss, which help people build communities and also helps them build great businesses in the e-learning space, Robert. That's what we specialize in. Copy you. And uh, so we're going to move on, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, listen, John has been in the WordPress world for a long time. And he and I both come from the same school of, of entrepreneurship, which is basically in some ways, while we're both, I think, in our own ways, clever fellows, there's also a lot of ways in which we just, uh, we were no longer following along with the vision of other people. 
John has a history of being an entrepreneur. Um, and so we, we both each individually picked segments of the technology area that we thought we could do good in, you know, and, and he started with learning management systems and then he moved into, uh, WordPress. I started in SEO 17 years ago after being a, a telemarketing call center manager. It was extremely different skill sets. And uh, I picked SEO and real estate because real estate was the only place that gave me a job. Uh, and then I picked SEO uh, knowingly when I was still running uh, all of the Girls Gone Wild call centers because uh, I didn't want to be uh, doing, I, I thought the call center services was dying and SEO was- I've got to say, that must have been a crazy job. Oh, it's, it's insane. It was insane. That must I have mean, been, it's something to look back on. Uh, but it, at the time, it must have been bonk and stuff. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. Uh, but it was fun, but insane. And I, I treasured all the people that I worked with there. Uh, but it was, it, was a, it was an unusual experience. Um, all right. Without any further ado, uh, we're going to get into uh, a continuation. If you haven't already done so, please do John and I the favor of checking out episode number 419 of The Mail Right Show. I think you, you will get a very nice setup into this particular show because we're just going to dive deep into really um, deep strategy dives. The first one on our list today is leveraging real estate trends. Now, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I do a lot of talking about it on my own YouTube channel lately. Why don't you go ahead and start us off, John? Well, I think it's got some linkage to your background with SEO and blogging. You know, a lot of people, whereas one of the uh, 101 mistakes people make is just not doing any kind of, any kind of research. Um, obviously, if it's a very niche topic for a particular property type or a particular scenario in your local community, it might not get a lot of traffic, but it can still be worthwhile producing a, a piece of content. But in broader subjects, in um, really not doing any research about your about the topic that you're going to write about, is like I say, in my opinion, like the 101 of SEO mistakes. Um, and the same thing that applies to your videos. You know, we talked about a couple of tools that are not that expensive where you can do some research about the, the title, but you can do some basic research about subjects that you should talk about in your videos. And finding the trends and make talking about things that people actually are looking for on YouTube is probably a better idea than just talking about things that people are not really that interested in. Um, so real estate trends. I agree with everything you said, John. Talking, doing a little bit of research when you're about ready to do your YouTube content is probably one of the most important strategies that you can apply. We don't spend too much time on it because research is very subjective. The better you get at it, the better your content is going to be. Full stop. The better you get at understanding what the trends are in your local marketplace and then 
An example is I did a consultation the other day where we were, we were looking at a very dominant uh, set of agents in Orange County, California, where they had a lot of videos of. But they had done um, some very unusual, they had basically done what I, I tell everybody not to do, which is they produced little micro commercials and thrown them on YouTube, like mm -hmm. really well produced, mixed up between drone and two people walking up to a, you know, a script and very scripted sounding, very, very much like the old Century 21 commercials for those of you who are my age. And, um, and their engagement, their views were very high because there was very little competition in these neighborhoods and their engagement was very low because the competent, because the content felt like a commercial. So you'd have 13,000 views and four thumbs up. A good thumbs up rate is one to 2% of the viewers of the, of the video. So this was a terrible, terrible, terrible engagement rate. And the only reason that Google was serving up the video was because there was nothing else that was competing against them. Now, this very simple little information I gave you for the person that I just did the coaching with, that person has the ability to make a video that will get tens of thousands of views because we already know that people are hungry for the content. We saw it on the old video with the views. We know they produced a commercial, which is wrong. We know that the bar for the agent is probably just sitting down at a desk and telling a compelling story from his desk instead of spending $10,000 on the video. So for $0, he could say something compelling. It will cost him only an hour of his time. And then maybe some money to optimize the video. Maybe not. Maybe you just use vidIQ. So you spend maybe four or five hours of your time if you're a do-it-yourselfer. You put the video up. And now why am I saying all this? It's research and real estate trends. You can see what the trend is. People are, it's right there in front of you. People are consuming the content. There's no guesswork, none, zero. Are people watching this kind of view? Yes, they are. Did, with a little bit of work on like reading content like mine, following influencers like me, of, of which there are none, but, but maybe John too, but listening to us, listening to this podcast, yeah. you know, you then, you then get really... I don't, I don't think there's... I might be wrong here because I haven't listened lately to some of the other podcasts in this area. I don't think there's too many people talking about the subjects that we're talking about, is there, Rob? No, not that many. There's there's bigger people like uh, in the Wailopo Success Group and such that touch on very small segments of it. Like uh, Tom Ferry will tell you to do video all day long, but he won't dive in deep and say, hey, use vidIQ, research video trends, go onto Google Insights, research there, click the image tab, then click and then do your query into Google Insights. These are all ways to get into trying to figure out what a trend is. But the most important thing is the tip I'm giving you right now. Go in your own backyard, get on YouTube, do a couple of big searches, find out what other people are talking about, if anything, and then get just make something better. It's really that simple. Well, it's the kind of video of the skyscraper. Was it Troy Dean? Was it um, I might go on with the skyscraper concept in SEO, isn't it? Right. Well, the, the guy that originally created it is here in California. But yes, many, 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 many other people have talked about skyscraper ever since then. But the guy that, that built out the skyscraper is a local internet marketing guru that has an agency here in California. Uh, for those of you that are interested, I'm going to do something I never do. I'm not going to tell you who it is. 
you all just going to have to leave a comment on the video and then maybe uh, I or John will respond. All right. Creating playlists. John, I know. Oh, I love this one. This one is so good. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've spent a bit more time on the WP Tonic website. I haven't done it on the Mailrite yet, but I kind of split the content into playlists. So into particular categories. Um, I just think it, because um, if people like your content, they like your first video they come across, they do have the great thing about YouTube, and I've seen it in my own analytics, and the the feedback I've got people when they've um, booked a consultation with me, I would I would say I would say between sixty and seventy percent have said, "Well, I've watched I've watched a ton of your videos. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been watched, don't they?" Um, because I do it myself when I got I come across a channel and I really like the content and I've got a spare bit of time. Mm-hmm. I book it and I'll book the video, watch it, and then if I've got a bit of time, I will look at a lot of the video content from that particular individual. So and creating playlists helps with that. And also, um, I don't know, I don't know if you're gonna remark, does it really help? in um, your channel being found? Or is it more of a usability catarizing that's the benefit? That's the funny thing, man. Like, it, all of these things. So, so here's the one thing I figured out definitively, John. If you can get somebody to watch more of your videos, as an example, that is an excellent thing for you. That's great for you. Okay, if you can get people to find your channel more usable, whether that's using playlists or any other strategy, that is an incredibly good thing for you. Now, my experience is very similar to what you just said. My All my feedback is, is almost identical to what you just told us. And there's something really critical in there for all of us to listen to, which is you go deep on a subject when you have the time. You're, you're not that different than everybody. When people are following creators like you and me, they're trying to learn from a very specific person that they're hoping has a very specific answer to a problem that they have playlists come deeply into that because if you make it easy for them to find all the videos that let's say let's say somebody is researching follow-up boss right and we've you've talked about it three times two tw- twice in the mail right show and once on an independent youtube channel well if you put everything into one single playlist for them all of a sudden you give them the chance to dive really deep on on follow-up boss right which means that you might get three times as much engagement because you have three videos but maybe one primary one and two, two podcasts that you kind of talked about it and you didn't focus on it, but maybe they want to hear those ancillary ideas. Playlists become, it's very similar to silo content on your website. Every, like, do they usually matter? No, for 90% of people, they don't. But for that one person that they do, you'll get four or five times the engagement from that single user because you bothered to organize your content from them. And I think that's incredibly important from SEO's perspective. Video SEO, you know, traditional search. We need to stop talking about SEO in, in the sense that it's like a one-trick pony. SEO is really all four quadrants of Google. Video images, because it works the same no matter where you go. It works the same in YouTube. We increase our engagement on our channel. We get people there more often. We get them back to our playlist. We get them bookmarking. And it has the same powerful SEO impact as it would on a website. Uh, okay. Sorry. Well, so create playlists, people. That's 
subject. That's the bottom line. The more specific, the better, especially as you increase your content count. Welcome feedback. John, I love it when you when you say welcome feedback. You just out there saying, please talk to me? Yeah, but it's a bit tricky because real estate agents can get a bit, it's a bit like asking for reviews and they get some bad reviews. I, I, I Hopefully you've had, you confirm, I've had a few chats with agents and somebody's left a bad review five years ago and they, they're still going on about it. Like it's still, when they start talking about it, you can literally see the emotional reaction coming back to them. Um, and the same, you've got to be prepared, folks, especially YouTube. This applies to all social media platforms, but there's something about YouTube. Um, I did an interview a couple of weeks ago with Matt Mernweg, the founder of WordPress, okay. uh, um, the joint founder and also the CEO of Automatic, which is the company behind WordPress. He has about 2,000 employees. And it was a very respectful interview, but I did ask Matt some very tough questions. And I got some... I got some impolite feedback from some people um, saying I was too soft with Matt or I was too hard with Matt. Um, I can't understand my English accent. I'm too old to do oh, it. some terrible things said. Um, totally unnecessary, really. You, you're just going to... Um, I always reply to comments and I... I um, Obviously, if they leave swearing and that, they get blocked. But anybody else, I try and comment back. Mm-hmm. And they, you don't get too worked up and don't reply to a negative comment too quick. Because, you, you know, just read it. And if you don't like what they're saying, leave it for a few hours and then go back to it. And just don't sound like an arsehole when you reply to somebody who maybe is arsehole. Um, but don't get too worked up about it. That's what I, that's what I've got to say about it. <laughs> well, feedback, as John is pointing out, is tricky. It's very tricky. Um, you know, somebody doesn't like the way you do an interview. Somebody doesn't like the way that you look. Somebody doesn't like the way that you sound. These are not substantial things to be talking about when you're trying to be of service to an audience. You know, John goes through all the trouble of booking a guy like Matt and gets him on a show and then gets a lot of feedback about the way or how he asks questions or what his accent is. It's really completely irrelevant comparatively to the hard, the high level of effort that it takes to get a guy like Matt on a show in the first place. But that's not where the world is at. That's not where the audiences are at. Everybody feels inclined to say whatever they want to say. I would say that we always want feedback. I would say that uh, you're going to have to probably spend a little bit of time. If you really want to get the most out of feedback, you've got to be an expert in managing the, the communication in a public, in a public uh, arena. If you feel very unconfident in doing that, I suggest that maybe you, you ignore this particular recommendation or at least put it Put it somewhere uh, deep down deep back in, in your back pocket. Communication in the public world is incredibly important. Like, I can't even begin to express it. You mess up just once and you could hurt your business badly. Like, if so, if you're unconfident 
don't do it. Like, um, you know, you also can build a, a, an incredibly impressive public business. I've seen many people do it, including the founder of Get Emails, who's one of the best public people I've ever seen. He's doing all these uh, Facebook ads, John, you know, using remarketing and retargeting. And people were just blowing them up on the concept of scraping emails off. And they had a lot of negative things to say. Every time somebody got in there and flamed him, his, his responses were so non-personal and light and amusing. I was like, this guy is it, going to build a multi-million dollar brand. And that's exactly what he did. Um, all right. Use storytelling. Talk about this a lot. I talk about this a lot. So... You want to always, and I can tell everybody, I can give everybody the basic branches of storytelling in two seconds. Who, what, where, when, and how, right? Everybody just memorize that. Who, what, where, where, when, and how, right? That's storytelling. The better you get at it, explaining those things, doing so in an entertaining way, you are going to, you're going to, to increase your engagement a lot. Uh, John, I'm going to ask you a question, but before I do, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a break really quick. We're doing it a little bit late, but when we come back, John is going to explain how he would leverage storytelling in order to grow his real estate audience and get some real estate leads. Stay tuned. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the MailRite Show. It's episode number... 420. And um, we're going to find that. I have no idea what all this is about. Yes, no idea what I'm talking yeah. about. For There's a small handful of you that can laugh your your butts off. All right. So, John, without any further ado, why don't you explain, tell us, how would you leverage storytelling to get some real estate leads? Well, kind of, um, it's funny you bring this up because um, I listen to a lot of podcasts because I'm a big walker. I walk in the morning and I walk late afternoon, early evening. Mm-hmm. And it's part of my fitness regime. And that's when I listen to my podcast. And I listen to the Professor G podcast, Scott Galloway. He's a really interesting dude and highly successful individual. And he talks about storytelling and about how he sees it as one of the fundamental skills of the 21st century. And one of the skills that will enable you to have a great career. And I think the same thing, I don't agree with everything Scott Galloway, Professor Scott Galloway says. I don't agree with anybody. I don't even agree with myself. (laughs) Uh, um, But I think um, being able to do a good story and and aim it at the end user, trying to, I think being able to put yourself in other people's shoes and be able to understand what their problems are and then do the story so it resolves or gives information that the the other person, because you've put yourself in their shoes, would find useful is a really great skill. 
Empathy. I think empathy was the word that I was looking for. Good point. Good points all. All right. So I thought I was thinking of maybe responding a certain way, but we're we're getting deep into this list and we have a lot to cover. So I'm actually gonna take a pass and we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next one. So John, um I lost the email thread here really quick. Will you do me a favor and read the next subject out while I find Yeah, well it's kind of duplicate because I got welcome welcome feedback, I suppose. And then respond to comments. And I think we covered that in welcome feedback. You know, welcome, welcome feedback. But like I say, you've got to be really careful um, about how you respond to comments. And if you get a bad response, I would not respond to it straight away. I would leave it for a while and then respond to it if it's necessary. There are some comments that you just don't have to bother with and just block them. Um, but in general, it's best to respond to negativity, especially it's around the, uh, you know, if somebody says they don't like your voice or they don't like, they don't like English people or they don't like people that live in their way that got beards and a ponytail, um, well, they've got every right to their opinion, haven't they? But, it's their opinion, isn't it? Um, so there's not much you can say about it and say, well, thanks for the feedback and that's your opinion, you know. What else are you going to say, you know? Uh, so I think we covered that. So the next one is analyse your competition. So what, mm-hmm. I think, what's your thoughts about this one then? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do a whole video on this but I'm going to give it to you fast. Everybody pick up a pen and a piece of paper and get this down. When you're getting ready to produce YouTube content, you need to know if anybody is relevant, is doing any content in your market on YouTube specifically. Now, it's helpful to know if anybody's doing any content at all. The way that I would generally get into this is I would go on YouTube, I'd do a quick search, I would would see if there was anybody that was a real estate agent that popped up, I would then Google their name. I would go to any website that they have. And then I would go into, usually towards their signature, most real estate professionals at least have gotten to the point where now they put all their social media icons onto a website. And now you get to go to all their platforms and see if they're doing anything relevant. You're also able to go to Instagram and YouTube. And when you're analyzing your competition, what you really want to look for is are they making or doing anything that's getting a lot of interaction from their audience? Remember, our ultimate goal is to tell compelling stories, answer answer important questions. And if somebody's already getting some of that right, of course you want to see it. Of course you want to know it. You must see it. You must know it. Because the only way to really do really well in this is to make sure you're answering questions or doing content that other people haven't done or you look at what somebody has done you gut check yourself and you go, hey, can I answer this question better? Can I do a better job than what they've what they've given? Did they give an incomplete answer? Did they give no answer at all? Because a lot of agents have been taught to put a tricky title on a video and then not actually create a piece of content that connects into the title. And let me tell you, as a content-consuming human, nothing drives me crazy more. So if they've done that, you've got an easy in, especially if the video is popular gets a lot of views. That would be the starter to how you analyze your, your competition. I will go deeper in a whole video dedicated to the subject. John? What? Yeah, I think, I think you covered the basics of it. 
But I was, I was fascinated when you were saying you were doing this consultation with this agent in Orange County mm-hmm. because I, I would have thought that was the belly of the beast, as I put it. I, I would have thought video competition in Orange County was intense. But it's fascinating your, when you did a bit of research in this consultation that the competition level when it comes to video isn't that particularly high. It's fascinating, really, isn't it? It is. And no, the answer the answer to this is it is the belly of the beast in the sense that there's a lot of people that have a lot of money. It's not the belly of the beast in the sense of like uh the perception is is that luxury agents in Houston, luxury agents in in Florida, luxury agents almost everywhere have embraced video faster and with more effect than people here in LA. Yeah, some of the best biggest agents in the world that work here don't want to do video. Like, like they're, and, and the ones that do are like the Altmans or Josh, Josh Flagg. And what do they do? They do very heavily produced video, which is what turns all the other agents off in the marketplace because they look at how much money they're spending and what they're doing. And they go, oh, we don't want to do that. Well, guess what, guys? The Altmans and Josh Flagg are kind of doing video wrong if, if what they're trying to do is real estate lead generation. They're just building a, a name brand though. They're not really trying to get leads, which is what most people don't realize. They just want to build up their personal brand. So it is for what they're attempting to do, it works just fine. For you guys, everybody listening to the show, John, there was nobody out there in Orange County doing anything credible in any of the markets we looked at. We looked at all, we looked at Dana Point, Laguna Niguel. These are all really upscale coastal Orange County areas that have homes that range from 5 million to 50 million. It's fascinating, really, isn't it? It's fascinating, isn't it? Very much so. It really doesn't matter where you live or work, guys. The places that would surprise you that are high competition versus low are staggering. The number one place in the country right now for video and for people actually embracing these strategies is definitely Texas and mostly surrounding Houston and Austin. Those are the two places, John. Like, that's what my research shows. All right, guys. We're going to, uh, wait, how do I keep losing this bloody fucking? <laughs> well, I should do it. Leverage email marketing. Um, so, guys, video strategies and leveraging Evergreen and email marketing, which this are number seven and eight. So, here's how I have our clients do this um, the most underestimated strategy in all of real estate is the talking head, I am, an, I am a real estate lifestyle and news reporter and I'm going to give you a market report that updates you what, what I feel is going on in the area that I work. Now, it's crazy to me because real estate should be and usually are one of the most engaged professional types that works in an area. In other words, you're traveling around, you're, you're, you're driving on the streets, you're talking to individuals that are moving in and out of particular Well, cities. sorry to interrupt, but you should be. Well, wow. <laughs> there's a lot of agents that are, are there? I'm, I'm going to just assume that you are. All right, guys, I'm just going to assume that you are. And when you are, you have a very unique perspective that's very interesting to people, especially people that might be not in that city, moving to that city, scaling up or scaling down out of that city, creates this massive need for personalized market reports, which you can then leverage by sending out via email. You just talk for five or 10 minutes. You, you open up uh, a report or Inman News or whatever you've got, something coming in for your MLS. And then you, you interpret, you extrapolate one-to-one, camera-to-camera. You don't just send out the report to your clients via email. Nobody 
likes that anymore. You talk about it. And that's how you leverage. That's the easiest, simplest way to leverage email that would take you 30 minutes or less. And it's custom. You customize your message and it's effective. You'll get, you'll get people following you, engaging with the email and calling you for deals, which is what you want. This, this is the new era, the new medium to, to get results is leveraging both email and video at the same time. That's my opinion. That's my number one strategy for this. How about you, John? Yeah, I think really, if you can do it, having, um, doing a video and, and having a link to a article that goes into a bit more detail and then having a lead magnet on it and, you know, it goes back to the red book, you know, how to become a million dollar real estate agent, you know, which is the Bible still has relevance. Um, the money's in the database, the money's in the email list. So get, you should combine it. And also the video, you can take screenshots, put it in your newsletter, have a link to the, to the YouTube video or to the landing page with a written content with the lead magnet. These are all, you know, you can reutilize the content and generate your email list. And it's really important. Um, agreed. Agreed. Uh, leveraging evergreen content, we talk, we kind of semi sort of talked about, but let me just explain this first. Most people don't understand. We in the, in the marketing business oftentimes use jargon that people aren't familiar with. Evergreen just means that you've created something that should last a while. Like whether it's a blog post or whether, or, or a great example of evergreen in my world is you start talking about a topic that maybe you have to update that topic, but it's going to be something that people are going to keep talking about for as long as you're in the business. Like with real estate lead generation, it's pretty sure that I'll probably be talking about video for the next 10 years or so. So if I do a really good video on video content or how to do a YouTube video, now maybe I have to update my knowledge a little bit, but I could probably leverage that blog post, leverage that playlist, leverage everything for five or 10 years, which is what we would call evergreen. That is why evergreen is so important. Can you think of subjects that are always going to be important, such as relocating to Laguna Niguel? And then if you, if you get really good at a vertical, it could be relocating to Laguna Niguel from Tustin, as an example. And now that's people scaling up out of a certain city into a coastal city and maybe retiring there, right? So you just start talking about how, like the first, the broad subject and then the more intimate details. But nonetheless, if you do a really good, really compelling video, you just update it every now and again. John? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Evergreen content, people just don't, they struggle with this concept that you can have some blog content and you just need to update it every six months or once a year. Um, and it can generate a lot of traffic and a lot of leads if the investment is put into it to get it. So it really ranks and it really has value. So it has engagement. It has clicks on it. All the things that Robert deals with when he gives his SEO consultations, it's just fantastic. But you've got to put some effort in and you've got to have some knowledge, but it's well worth it. Absolutely. So we're going to, we're closing out our list, ladies and gentlemen. We're easy, easily into bonus time. So this is going to be the bonus content as we finish off the list. What's left is compliance and follow up. Okay. So, um, 
I actually don't know what you meant by compliance, so I'm going to let you. Well, don't give financial advice in your videos because you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna get into trouble. You know, as a real estate agent, um, there's some channels I do watch, and sometimes they've got on the verge of giving financial advice without the disclaimer that they're not giving financial advice. And I know some people that have got into some tricky situations there. So don't be tempted. And if you do, you've got to make it very, very clear that you're not giving financial advice. Fair enough. All right. Um, okay. So I don't have any much to say about that. I agree with everything that John said. Also, by the way, don't try to tell people how to do heart surgery on your real estate channel. Pretty simple. Um, okay. Uh, number, number 10, uh, follow up. Yeah. John, again, I don't know what you meant by this. So why don't you, why don't you jump out? Well, it's, you know, it's a bit of like, if they leave a comment, comment back. If they get some engagement, if you get out, you'd be, Amazed at the amount of people I talk to. Now they get emailed. They they're busy, so they just don't answer back. They get people leaving comments on their videos. They don't answer back. They don't. They don't. You've got to be religious. Don't matter how busy you are. If if somebody's left a comment on Facebook, somebody's left on anywhere where you put your video, um, unless it, like I said. It's something that's getting you hot and bothered, and I would leave it for a while before you respond. But anything else, it's really important that you respond quickly. So um, follow up. That's what I mean. Okay. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, from an SEO perspective, I'm going to tell you what the most missed opportunity in all of this is. And it it is here in number 10. Now that I understand what John was saying, um, every single time that somebody offers you a YouTube comment, Google is looking at engagement on these videos and using it as a ranking factor. And it's not a small ranking factor. It's like 20 to 25% of your score on any piece of content that you produce. Engagement is how, how much people stay on the video, come back to the video. So number one, a user coming back to make comments to you is an engagement signal. Maybe a small one, maybe a big one. It depends on the video. What is people forget though is that somebody is adding substantial information to the subject that you started off talking about it's like saying i'm talking about follow-up boss but somebody starts asking me a whole bunch of questions about what do i think the future of the follow-up boss is on my follow-up boss video and then when i respond i am adding a substantial voice to the original piece of content which now gives people a significant additional element to engage with if they choose to. And generally they do. Videos that have comments that have responded to comments tend to rank almost like three, 400% better. It's not a small thing. It's a huge right in front of you thing. Don't just say thank you. And somebody leaves you a comment. If they leave you any opening whatsoever, like I really liked when you talked about X. Bob, thank you so much. You know, it took me about 30 hours to research X. I was I had to look at so and so's website, so and so's website, and so and so's website in order to come up with that that answer. And I really appreciate the fact that you just pointed it out. It was so much work. 
Do you see what everybody like now? Everybody starts to understand you've you you very subtly painted the picture of how much effort it took you to create the content in the first place, which in turn makes people respect it more, which in turn makes them engage with it more. So this is, I love this one. Follow up. Absolutely. Follow up. All right. Without any further ado, we're going we're gonna to sign off, ladies and gentlemen. It's been exactly 40 minutes uh, of, and maybe 38 minutes of airtime on the show. It's been super fun for me personally to talk about this. John humored me and we did not one but two video. Well, we humored each other. And we, um, we did not one but two videos on YouTube optimization This to, to kick the year off. It still remains one of my top three strategies. I think it would drop down into number two for the first time in a very long time. The bleeding edge strategy that I am focused on a lot is hyperlocal, but it does leverage video. So leverage still video is still a major, major play for everybody. So that's it. If you'd like to look me up, look me up at inboundrem.com. You can see it on my shirt throughout the whole entire show. Just add a .com onto the end of that and then look under Robert or services and you can fit, you could get into my calendar if you wanted to. John, how would people get in touch with you? Oh, it's really easy. Go over to the mail-right.com website and book a, a chat with me. And I'm more than happy to cover any questions you have that we cover in the podcast. And if you want to, I can show you, do a quick demo of the MailRight system, and I'm sure you'll be blown away what we offer. Back over to you, Bob. Beautiful. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We so appreciate it if you appreciate us. Leave a comment on whatever channel you saw our content on. Uh, you know, give us some love. Go to my website. Give me a comment. Go to the mail-right.com website. Give him some love. Any love or support that you can show us in any, any way, I promise you, is appreciated a lot by me and John. All right. Have a good one, everyone.